Hello and welcome to the latest Progress Wrestling Hype Show and today we're going to be looking and focusing on chapter 157, Hungry Like the Wolf and uh, joined as always by my co-host, my good friend, Mr. Mad Dog, Mike Angus. Mike, it's uh, been a while since we've done one of these, how are you doing? Yeah, great, John has had a busy couple of weeks, looking forward to Hungry Like a Wolf in uh, the Electric Ballroom Camden this weekend, coming up on Sunday going to be a very special show for progress wrestling and uh, yeah we've had some uh, some great times recently we've been on tour we went to uh, Birmingham and Sheffield just uh, 2 weeks ago amazing times and we've got some good stories to tell and we're looking yeah. forward to uh, to seeing what Sunday holds for us and Mike, uh, Sunday the 24th from the Electric Ballroom, the spiritual home of Progress Wrestling, Progress Wrestling returns, Chapter 157, Hungry Like the Wolf. And uh, as it explains at the bottom there, run along the ticket is where you can get your tickets today. Tickets are still available, I believe, but uh, limited availability. Go to progresswrestling.com forward slash tickets. It will transport you to the Dice FM app where you can get your ticket or tickets today. But be quick because they are running out quickly. And with the stack line that we're about to talk about, uh, you're going to want to be a part of that show. You're going to want to be there to witness history in the making. But uh, Mike, you did allude to it just a moment ago. It has been a busy time for progress. And uh, your uh, whistle stop tour of Birmingham and Sheffield a couple of weekends ago. Let's have a quick glimpse at what uh, uh, we uh, had on offer over that weekend. And of course, in Birmingham, feel the noise. Come on, feel the noise. And we did feel the noise when driller Dan Maloney made his return to Progress Wrestling, one half of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, of course. And they kicked things off with the winner of Super Strong Star 2023, Kid Lycos. And this was a phenomenal match, but so much action to be had in this first match alone. And, uh, well, what do you remember about this one here? Because uh, a super hot way to kick off the show in Birmingham, Mike. Well, two of, two of the best in the UK and obviously Driller Maloney doing amazing things worldwide as well with the War Dogs and um, Bullet Club, obviously. Um, obviously and that match was uh, ruined by Spike Gervais. So uh, the idiots came out and just destroyed the match uh, with with Bullet, obviously, and caused chaos to start the uh to start the show in Birmingham there. So, uh, yeah, that's what happened. So, And, of course, we saw the debut of uh, not that individual there. Uh, Rio, of course, is the key holder after winning the Thunder Bastard earlier this year. But, of course, one about Rene Michel, who uh, featured heavily in both Birmingham and Sheffield a couple of weekends ago. And uh, two tremendous matches she had. And, of course, uh, in Birmingham, it, it was with uh, Rio. And uh, a really, really fun performance, both of them gave the Birmingham fans their very best and a real display of uh, what those two can really do on the day. Um, but I understand that uh, Rennie Michelle had a, uh, made a great impression of herself, both in Birmingham and Sheffield, and uh, we're going to see her again in London this coming weekend. Well, that's it. Yeah, well, first of all, let's just mention it was great to have Rio back at Progress, the key holder, obviously, so at any time she could be the number one contender. Um, and uh, I, I thought Rennie Michelle, absolute uh, professional, brilliant brilliant athlete and obviously look at the uh the ring gear they're absolutely amazing stuff um really gone all out to get like the best gear you can get brilliant wrestler uh very impressed with Rennie michelle you know you can't work for wwe over in the states and, and not come out as a polished wrestler and she was uh absolutely brilliant so much louder 
than uh, I had imagined she would be. Uh, it's not often that I'm uh, backstage and can hear the wrestlers from the ring almost deafening me. And yet, uh, Renee Michelle during her match, you know, it was reverberating right the way through the O2 Academy Birmingham. And, um, you know, she was super impressive, uh, a consummate professional, as we mentioned. And uh, yeah, had a brilliant matchup against Rio in Birmingham and against Session Moff in Sheffield as well. So uh, yeah, very impressed with Rene Michelle, wonderful person as well. Absolutely. Then we saw a bruising encounter between uh, the one man Armory and Kid Lycos too. And of course, uh, these two, well, they, that had ramifications uh, for the Sheffield match, of course, but uh, uh, Bullets obviously warming himself up for what would come the day after. And then we had... Brian Cage. Brian Cage, what an impression Brian Cage had over the weekend, Mike, with the fans, um, with the progress faithful, um, and of course, uh, in Birmingham, there was this huge encounter between Brian Cage and Big Damo, and uh, an incredible match. I, I think we, we kind of often say that uh, wrestling companies have to reinforce the ring. I'm sure you had to in Birmingham, because with those two big 300-pound-plus beasts, throwing each other around like cruiserweights. Uh, that match was phenomenal and the ring itself took a battering. But what do you remember about that one? Yeah, you know, I was uh, absolutely super impressed with Brian Cage. Um, you know, you don't work for AEW and not have an amazing level of talent. But that what I've seen from him on AEW was not what he uh, brought to Birmingham. Because I tell you what, this man is absolutely a super athlete, but is extremely agile. And, uh, oh. you know... The pace of the match and just some of the stuff Brian Cage and Damo himself were, were, were doing in this one was just amazing. Really breathtaking stuff and not what I had anticipated at all. I was expecting, you know, a, a hoss fight and yet we had drop kicks flying in. There was people flying all over the place, high flying from, from these guys who are weighing, you know, 20 stone in weight and are, and are flying about like cruiserweights. As you said, John was super impressive and um, he was an absolute uh, great Great wrestler, really impressed. And anyone who can uh, pick up a win over Big Damo, you know, deserves to be right up there with the champions in whichever, you know, wrestling promotion they're working for. So, uh, yeah, amazing stuff. And, of course, Bullet, um, you know, leading up to his match when he was going to face Big Damo himself and had uh, Lycos 2 and uh, Spike directing traffic, telling uh, Bullet to try and injure Lycos 2. And, and he did injure Lycos 2. Lycos 2 unable to compete in Sheffield after the uh, brutal battle against Bullet. So, uh, yeah, a lot going on uh, yeah. on both shows. Really great tour. Really, uh, the fans were absolutely pumped up, hyped up, and uh, they brought everything. And it was so noisy in both the O2 Academies. Uh, you know, we had an amazing weekend there. And, uh, you know, all three of the big guys in that one, super impressive. And like us too, fighting for his life against Bullet as well. Put his absolutely. best effort in as always. Just to skip through some of these, but I mean, this one uh, could main event any card, any show for any company up and down the land. Uh, the fine list of super strong star this year, Mark Haskins, who had a, a tremendous outing in the ballroom uh, when uh, Defy came over to London last month. Uh, and of course, he uh, main evented um, against uh, Leon Slater in the progress show uh, immediately followed, but uh, up against Birmingham's very own, uh, the one's very own man like Doris, of course, a fantastic encounter. And then, of course, we had um, a, a great match between Session Moth Martina 
and uh, the liver bird, Lizzie Evo, of course. Uh, this was a fun but hard-hitting encounter. Uh, Lizzie Evo doesn't take any, any messing about, and, uh, yeah, she's not one to dance around like Session Moth, but uh, this was a great match. Hard-hitting, like I say, between two of the very finest female performers anywhere. Um, but uh, what are your recollections of those two matches, Mike? Well, just mentioning the uh, the ladies, first of all, both, both Session Moth and Lizzie Ebo have got themselves in, in the best shape of their careers, working so hard in the gym. And uh, and, it, and it certainly shows, you know, both looking absolutely amazing in their matchup and, uh, you know, delivering uh, a really exciting uh, matchup there, of course. And uh, Doris, you know, just when you think you've seen everything Doris can bring to the table, he comes up with something different and something new. And, uh, you know, always reinventing himself, you know, this time um, in Birmingham as well, a very special uh, poem before his matchup, which was a video that played on the screen, which was amazing in the style of like Doris's rap that he does as he comes out to the ring. And that was really uh, heartfelt. And the fans in Birmingham really appreciated that. And uh, Doris, if an amazing matchup against Haskins, you know, who's one of the best in the UK. And, uh, you know, Doris picking up a massive, a massive victory there over... Mark Haskins, who himself was in the finals at Super Strong Style 16. So, uh, you know, Doris just keeps taking it to a different level every time you see him. And I don't think it's going to be long before Doris is holding championships all, all over the place, to be fair. Absolutely. And uh, the final two matches we're going to touch on from Birmingham. Of course, we had uh, Luke Jacobs, former Progress Atlas Division champion against the Progress World Champion Spike Trevay, the Sovereign Lord, the Vulture of Progress. And we're going to be talking more about Spike during the course of this hype show. And of course, uh, the main event was the current Progress Atlas Division champion, RKJ, Ricky Knight Jr., uh, going up against Jashiki Inamura. Um, in a tremendous, hard-hitting main event, as you would expect from an Atlas Division match, as you would expect from an RKJ match, um, and uh, two fine matches to cap off the Birmingham leg of the tour, and that Atlas Division match, wow, I, I can still feel the blows uh, that those two uh, pounded upon one another, even to this day, Mike, uh, a tremendous show capped off with two tremendous matches. Yeah, amazing, uh, Luke Jacobs, Never fails to impress, but on this occasion, the Sovereign Lord was just too much for him. And, uh, you know, Spike Trevay is just de desperate to keep that championship now. And he's, uh, you know, he, he will do anything, uh, no matter if he has to bite, claw, scratch, kick, whatever he has to do to peck the bones of his opponents, he will do it. And, uh, you know, he did it on this occasion. Uh, Luke Jacobs, though, was, you know, there's more to come from Luke. We know this. This is a guy who's a young man, very strong, very talented and uh, yeah, there's, there's still more to come. Uh, RKJ versus Inamura, very um, you know great to welcome mm. uh, Noah's Inamura over to the UK. And obviously, it, it's turned out that he's going to be here for a little while, I believe. So uh, looking forward to seeing what else he brings to the table. You know, a brilliant, uh, powerful athlete who's obviously been trained very well. But uh, he ran into trouble against RKJ because RKJ is just a phenomenal talent. He is next level stuff, RKJ, and. Um, Anybody who can, you know, throw a tribute in to Razor Ramon whilst he's having his match and uh, and say, hey, Chico, as he's, as he's thrown his opponents across the ring with a Razor's edge, that's just something pretty special. And, uh, you know, RKJ is just next level talent. He's, he's uh, you know, something we talked about Doris, Doris and RKJ. Those guys are at the top of their game. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them wrestling in the States within the next year because, uh, you know, it's just that they're going to be looking for the best talent in the world. And these guys 
are it. Absolutely. We've spoken about so many talent already that are likely to break out in the next year or two. And then the following day over in Sheffield, steal yourself chapter 156 from the O2 Academy in Sheffield, of course. And uh, we had a, a tag team encounter, a tag team match. And of course, the velocities versus boisterous behavior for the ASCA Tag Team Championships, if I'm not mistaken, Mike. Um, and uh, the boisterous behavior boys, Malik DeReese and Leon Slater, uh, came out on top in that match there. And, of course, we spoke about Rennie Michelle and what awesome ring gear she had in Birmingham. Um, and, uh, yeah, once again, uh, fantastic presentation from Rene Michelle. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, she had another great outing against uh, Session Moth Martina in Sheffield, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, tell us about those two matches because uh, two tremendous matches to kick things off and uh, a wonderful tag match as well. Yeah, really good stuff. The Velocities uh, bringing a lot of quick pace, tag team action, boisterous behaviour, just took it to another level though and managed to uh, snag them tag belt and will be defending them in Italy, I believe. So um, exciting wow. times with a title change there in Sheffield. And of course, uh, yeah, Rene Michel once again looking great and really having a brilliant match against Sessimov Martina. Um, Martina, though, never fails to entertain the crowd and... Um, this, this was no different. Another brilliant encounter. And uh, one you've definitely got to check out on Demand Progress Plus to watch that one back because, yeah, it's one you need to see. So, yeah, really good. Absolutely. And uh, I briefly brought up a picture of LJ Cleary uh, back inside of a progress ring, uh, going up against uh, Yoshiki Inamura. And uh, looks like this was another tremendous match. But one of the highlights from this match was LJ Cleary um, getting a, a Noah T-shirt there and an invitation to, to work over in Noah. Uh, what can you tell us about that? A fantastic opportunity for a wonderful talent, very much deserving LJ Cleary going over to Japan. Yeah, he's done so much uh, being the MVP of Irish wrestling, you know, wrestling obviously at OTT and all, all over the UK as well, worked at TNT with us up in Liverpool for a long time. And, uh, you know, a progress has been, a you know, a stalwart in the progress uh, men's division. And, you know, the opportunity has arisen for Inamura and uh, LJ Cleary to sort of do a bit of a talent swap from what, from what I've heard. And uh, Noah and progress are working together with that from... Uh, what Martin explained to us. So, uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. And, you know, that can only help to, to get, get people to, to train in different countries and to learn the, learn the ways and get to be exposed to different crowds. You know, you're only going to become a better professional wrestler from doing that. And that's, uh, you know, that's LJ Cleary's worked so hard and he deserves this opportunity. And Inamura as well, looking forward to seeing what he can do over here, what he can bring to the table. And he's going to be tested by some of the best in the UK. So uh, it's going to be exciting times to see how Inamura gets on and to see how he responds to his training over here and um, and his you know new matches against new opponents every week. And um you know, LJ Cleary, we wish him the best of luck. Brilliant wrestler, oh. great guy, living his best life. Hundred <laughs> percent. And then, of course, we saw Brian Cage back in a ring in Sheffield this time, and a slightly different opponent to uh, the one he faced the day before in Birmingham, uh, in the shape of Skins, Mark Haskins, and uh, one of the very best performers in the UK, Europe, worldwide, and uh, Brian Cage, of course. So these two absolutely tore it up in Sheffield, Mike. Uh, what do you remember about this one? Because uh, two of the finest wrestlers um, in the whole world, but two very different dynamics as well. 
that's it. Yeah, it was great to see Vic Haskins uh, company and Mark, obviously, at the uh, at the weekend and doing the brilliant introductions for him. And uh, yeah, Haskins and Cage had a, an amazing match. It was, uh, you know, it was worthy of any pay-per-view pay on TV. And it was, uh, you know, everyone in Sheffield got their money's worth just by seeing that match. It was absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, Cage just proved that he's a star. And um, and Haskins as well, you know, just <clears throat> always delivers. You're never going to be disappointed with a Mark Haskins match. And, uh, you know, he, he proved it again. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what's next for these guys, whether Cage will show back up at progress, we'll have to see. Oh, but uh, I believe I so. he I believe he wants to appear at the ballroom is what I've heard. So, uh, you know, especially uh, after what Casey Navarro said about being at the ballroom, being his, the favourite crowd he's ever performed in front of, you know, that's uh, high praise from such a talented individual. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to being back at the ballroom. And, uh, you know, we're back out on tour in November as well. So uh, exciting times ahead still, Jonas. Absolutely. Let's talk about this one here, because this is a bit of a dream match for fans of big, super heavyweight wrestling. Uh, Bullet, arguably, um, I think he calls himself the, the very best heavyweight in all of Europe against Big Demo, one of the best heavyweights, not just in Europe, worldwide. And these two had a bruising encounter in Sheffield. Um, and this is a match that's been nearly a year in the making, um, but they finally had their match, their encounter. And it's a match that the fans that were there to witness in, it in person won't forget in a hurry. And of course, you can uh, catch this match on demand when it drops. But uh, a fantastic match between, let's be honest, two of the very best heavyweights, super heavyweights in the world. Yeah, you said about Big Damo, he's one of the best heavyweights in the world. And from from seeing him, I think he's one of the best heavyweights ever. That's, uh, you know, this is somebody who was, uh, you know, I'd cl class up alongside the likes of Big Van Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow, who's somebody you're going to look back on and think, wow, I saw Big Damo, and that's huge. But the, at the, the time is now when Bullet is saying he's the one-man armory. He says he's, he's better than Big Damo, and on this day, he, they, they had an absolute barnstormer of a match. And I tell you what, it's one you've definitely got to go and watch. But uh, Bullet, you know, showed everybody he can do what he says he can do. And, uh, you know, it's one you've got to watch because it is two freight trains charging at each other, hitting each other full steam ahead. And, uh, you know, let's see what happens. And it's... Uh, you know, it certainly absolutely delivered that match that's been building, obviously, Jonas, since since uh, last year, like you said. Yeah, yeah, nearly a year in the making. Hopefully we get to see a rematch in Camden. I know the uh, the Progress Faithful in Camden will be eager to see that one uh, have, a, have a replay closer to them. Uh, a couple of other matches to talk about. Uh, the spectacular twat Charles Crowley was there at the uh, O2 Academy in Sheffield against the returning Axel Tisha. Um, and uh, what a fantastic match they put on. Great to see Axel back inside of a, a wrestling ring, back inside a progress ring. And of course, we had uh, Lawrence Roman defended his WXW Shotgun Championship against that damn dirty dog, G-Money. Uh, I'd say two amazing matches and uh, great to see Axel back in the ring and uh, Roman, uh, Lawrence Roman making his progress debut and defending his championship. Yeah, so I'd seen Lawrence uh, Roman uh, wrestle for WXW previously and uh, was really impressed, really impressed of him against G-Money. Brilliant match. And, uh, you know, Gene just always brings it. Such an entertaining character and, you know, a great wrestler. I, I still feel Gene... Uh, you know, 
deserved a run with the Progress World Championship. I thought he would, uh, you know, when it was super strong style last year, I thought Gene it had such a such a great run, his petition to get into super strong style. And, you know, I think he, he, you know, he deserved a chance at that championship, but injury took that away from him. And then he obviously came back and he had his own title the year, which he still uh, still is in ownership of. The most of. prestigious title in British wrestling, Mike. Well, that is, that is what I've been told. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it seems to be seems to be true. Um, yeah, he, he uh, had a great opportunity as well to pick up another championship belt off Lawrence Roman, but it didn't happen for Gene on this occasion. But um, brilliant match as we mentioned, and of course, excellent to see Axel Tisha back in action after picking up that in- the injury he had. Uh, brilliant to see him back in a progress ring, and he really took Charles Crowley to his limits because Crowley is an amazing entertainer. Probably, I would go as out on a limb and say that he is the most entertaining professional wrestler that I have seen this year. And and I've seen seen quite a few. Um, And not just that, I believe Charles Crowley's wrestling ability has just, you know, somebody just doesn't pick up what this guy does so quickly. He just absorbs wrestling knowledge. And, you know, if he's taught anything, he can do it. And, And, you know, Crowley... He is just, he's there. He's hes absolutely ready. And then um, I've only just seen today, Jonas, that there's mentioned that he's going to be going to Japan. Yeah. Uh, possibly trained by Tajiri, did I see? Right. And then, yeah. um, and you know, that is just going to be the icing on the cake for Charles Crowley because this guy is an absolute master of the craft of professional wrestling. And uh, he can, you know, fight Axel Tisha in an amazing wrestling bout. He can entertain with the best of them. And this is somebody where, you know, people come out of a fight with him and say, "What a what a wrestler!" You know, I've just wrestled one of the best, and that's uh, you know the trajectory that he is on. He's going to Japan. Um, opportunities will come around for Charles Crowley, and uh, I just think uh, we're so lucky to have the uh, the deity, the wrestling, uh, you know, the wrestling god at Progress. And uh, you know, if you get a chance to get along to a Progress show and see Charles Crowley in action, make sure you you take that opportunity. And, uh, All the more reason we should be getting down to the ballroom this Sunday, Mike. Exactly, exactly, mate. Mike, tell us about this because um, I think originally the booking was to have Tate versus Simon Miller at Birmingham. That didn't happen, and and, and uh, Simon uh, explains his disappointment to the Birmingham fans. But in Sheffield, we saw Tate, um, and uh, yeah, obviously a bit of a sneak attack um, uh, on on Mr. Miller there. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about those two very, very soon when it comes to Camden and uh, the next Electric Ballroom show. But uh, just uh, give us a rundown as far as what happened there. Quite shocking events by the looks of it. Yeah, absolutely. Cowardly and brutal attack from uh, Tate Mayfair's. Um, Mayfair's had, you know, opted not to have the match against Simon. Simon mentioned his, his disappointment in that. He wanted to get his hands on Tate. He wanted to get revenge for losing to him last year. And, uh, you know, this was Simon thought he was ready out of nowhere when Simon's doing his job, ring announcing Tate attacks him with a steel chair, wraps the chair around his head and and stomps on his head. And um, it was violent. It was brutal. And uh, it was probably one of the most shocking attacks I've seen in progress wrestling um, since since the time that uh, Spike Trevay chained Cara Noir up to the ropes at the 10th anniversary and battered him with that chair. This was one of the most brutal assaults that I've that I've seen by anybody. And uh, Tate Mayfair's, you could see the hatred in his eyes for Simon Miller. And um, 
Simon Miller now. Uh, he was definitely injured after that. I'm surprised he went out later on in the show and, and ring announced again. The, uh, the team did try and hold him back. The medics suggested that he didn't go back out because he was really struggling backstage. You know, he went out to complete his duties, but, uh, you know, no one was forcing him to do that. He was definitely uh, recommended not to not to go back to the ring, to be honest. And, um, yeah, just take Mayfair as a cowardly, cowardly attack on Simon with the chair and uh, and Vicious as well. And he obviously, uh, he's got a huge issue with Simon and then they're going to put that, uh, you know, we're going to see Simon get his hands on Tate Mayfair this week and uh, it's going to be absolutely, it's going to be brutal. He's going to get his own back and then, you know, that's what we want to see. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, then we saw Alexis Falcon uh, take on L.A. Taylor, Lana Austin experience member. Um, and of course, they're celebrating there with the, the streamers and the party poppers uh, because they have been uh, together as a stable as a group for a year. Uh, so we're time to celebrate there. Um, but uh, and of course, you see the wonderful L.A. Taylor uh, in all of her glory. Um, but the match didn't end too well for Lana, the current Progress Women's World Champion. Um, and uh, I think Alexis has got her eye firmly set on that championship bit of gold that Lana's been carrying around with her. Um, but uh, yeah, a uh, lot's happening there with that match, Mike. Yeah, a lot going on. And obviously you saw the uh, new gear for LA Taylor. And, uh, you know, they had, um, you know, it was a, a big win for LA Taylor. Um, massive win against Alexis Falcon. But the, the, to be fair, the deck was stacked against Alexis. With, it sure uh, was. With Lana Austin ring announcing and Lana Oki, and that has already shook everyone's eardrums. And then, uh, you know, there was, uh, of course, um, Rob Drake was ringside as well, as Special well as Guy Smithson. So it was, uh, yeah, the deck was stacked against Alexis Falcon, but she managed to get her own back and she got her um, uh, challenge in to uh, challenge for the Progress Women's Championship. And also she got... Uh, Lana Austin experience banned from ringside, Jonas. So that was the most important part of that for Alexis Falcon. It gives her a real opportunity now to take that belt away, which is what the uh, the Iron Queen wants. Absolutely. And uh, our main event in Sheffield saw uh, Dominatus Ranium, uh, Spike, and the Smoking Aces, of course, take on Kid Lycos, Luke Jacobs, and the Driller um, in a tremendous six-person tag there. And uh, we saw... Kid Lycos actually get the pin over Spike Trevay, but a, a tremendous match. They battled, they brawled throughout the O2 Academy. Um, and this really sets us up nicely for what we're about to talk about. Um, but an awesome, huge six-man uh, to kind of end that leg of the Sheffield tour, setting us up nicely for Camden, Mike. Um, but uh, that was pr a pretty chaotic uh, end to that awesome weekend, wasn't it? It really was. It really was. Yeah, amazing, amazing bout. Reminding me of the Attitude Era of uh, WWE with them just fighting all around the arena. And even uh, it was slightly ECW-esque with uh, the music for Kid Lycos playing on as they brawled around the Sheffield O2 Arena with the uh, sort of New Jack feel there. So that was absolutely awesome as well. And then, you know, those guys delivered an amazing main event. It was all over the show. And there was... Uh, and, you know, Kid Lycos, too, was involved. Bullet was involved. It was, uh, you know, er everybody, you know, brought it in that one. And it was, uh, and then Lycos at the end, picking up what was almost a six or seven count on Spike Trevay, proving that he has got the beating of Spike. And we'll uh, we'll see when we get to the ballroom this week if, if 
Lycos's dream can come true. Absolutely. And uh, chapter 155 from Birmingham, Feel the Noise, and chapter 156 from Sheffield, uh, Still Yourself, will be dropping on demand very, very soon. Uh, just go to their new professional wrestling on-demand service and the details are scrolling along the bottom of the screen now. Um, but uh, it looks like one of the most, uh, one of the best on-demand streaming services you're likely to find. And uh, Mike, we've had a great kind of uh, kickoff to the new streaming service, haven't we? Oh, amazing. There's been so much dropping on there um, and all sorts of special extras that they've been putting up on there as well, including the uh, the, the Volta matches and bits and bobs, the best of Volta in uh, in progress. And, uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts on there that you've got to check out. And uh, when Chapter 155 and 156 drop on there, make sure to check them out because we had a great time on tour. And once again, a big thank you to everyone at the O2 Academies in Birmingham and Sheffield and to all the fans who joined us who were so loud and, uh, you know, made it an amazing weekend for everybody. So, uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. There we go. Demand Progress Plus dot progresswrestling.com is where you need to go. There will be a link in the description uh, to this video, so click on it today and sign up. You'll not be disappointed. Uh, let's say all of Super Strong Style from this year, um, every single chapter show and uh, chapter 155 and chapter 156 will be dropping very, very soon as well. Um, but uh, we spoke briefly about Brian Cage. What a fantastic success it was having him over here on uh, UK shores in Birmingham and Sheffield. A real hit with the fans. Uh, an awesome treat in the meet and greets. Uh, great matches against Skins and Big Damo. Um, and we'd love to see him back over here in the progress ring sometime 2023, 2024. It's got to happen again, isn't it? He was a, a, he was a, a tremendous delight to have over here in the UK and a big success as well. Yeah, br brilliant athlete, brilliant wrestler, much more agile than I'd anticipated him to be. He's and, uh, you know, just. Wow. Wrestling machine, re absolute wrestling machine. And um, yeah, would lo love for him to head back over to the UK and somebody I'm uh, keeping a close eye on. I'd already seen him on AW, but then obviously straight off the back of uh, working with, with us in progress, he was back fighting Hangman Page on the Wednesday night in uh, the USA. So uh, yeah, great athlete, brilliant guy. And um, yeah, just uh, wish him all the best. And hopefully we'll see him back in the ballroom at some point. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of these matches that we're expecting this coming Sunday from the ballroom, chapter 157, Hungry Like the Wolf. And uh, let's talk about this one first. Lizzie Evo versus Ali Catch, two individuals you're very familiar with. Yeah, of course. Uh, very familiar with these two athletes. And uh, this will be a really interesting one because uh, they did uh, meet briefly in a, in a tag match in Liverpool last week. And uh, their interactions were very interesting. So uh, you'd need to uh, check out Fight TV for uh, for that one. I believe it was on uh, Project X where Harley Hudson and Lizzie Evo tagged together against Bussy, the team of Effie and Ali Catch. And uh, yeah, and it's certainly set up uh, the wheels in motion for this one that's going to be a progress this week at Hungry Like a Wolf. And it's really, yeah, uh, if you saw that, your interest will definitely be piqued because Lizzie was having none of Ali Catch's antics whatsoever. And uh, Lizzie had a particularly, uh, you know, bad attitude about that. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing what happens between these two in the electric ballroom. And, uh, yeah, I think they'll carry on exactly where they left off in that match. So, uh, yeah, check that out 
and then get back to us and we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, this one here, we spoke a bit about Big Damo earlier and Yoshiki Inamura. And uh, these two big bruising athletes, two big bruising heavyweights, they're going to have um, an awesome encounter in the Electric Ball this coming Sunday. Um, like I say, I'm looking forward to this one. I uh, can't wait. I, I'm not quite sure. How, how would Simon Miller describe this one, Mike? Well, we know we know exactly how he would describe it. <laughs> Big men slapping man meat or something. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, definitely going to have its ups and downs, that one. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing how Inamura gets on against Big Damo because these are t- you know two of the best big guys. We mentioned it already, but uh, it'll be really intriguing to see how Inamura adapts now and how his attitude is after being uh, you know being in England, having a f- his first couple of matches. Uh, you know, picked up. Um, you know, he didn't didn't have much luck on the road, unfortunately. But let's see how he is now. He's settled in, and now now he's um, at the ballroom. <laughs> this is his first appearance in London, as far as I know. And um, you know, it's going to be exciting for the London fans to see him. And let's see what he's picked up already while he's in the UK. Will he be ready for the for the beast? Absolutely. I don't think you could ever out. prepare yourself to face Big Damo, but we'll have to find out. Absolutely. And uh, what about this one here? Boisterous behaviour, having picked up their newly won championships, going up against Malik and Paul Robinson. And uh, we saw Malik uh, rather bizarrely kind of always kind of get down and and beg Paul Robinson for an opportunity to tag with him. Um, And they've got their opportunity going up against Boisterous Behaviour, arguably one of the very best tag teams in all of the UK, uh, Chapter 157. This is going to be a really interesting encounter. And you've got uh, Leon Slater, Malik Doris, 0121 stablemates, very familiar with one another. Uh, Paul Robinson and, and Malik, I'm not quite sure what sort of chemistry they have at the moment or what sort of chemistry they'll have on the day. Nonetheless, you've got four outstanding athletes here in the ring at the same time. Uh, Paul Robinson still with uh, a lot to prove. He's kind of uh, really, really happy to be back inside a progress ring. And now it's at the business end of it. And uh, now he's got a really tough tag match uh, to look forward to with his um, newly formed tag team relationship with uh, Malik. Came out of nowhere. Uh, Malik, uh, really interesting character. Costa's obviously orchestrating this, pulling the strings from afar. Uh, was he in Cyprus? Uh, <clears throat> and he's arranged for Malik and uh, Robbo to, to tag together. Very interesting, very intriguing. And, um, you know, the thing about Paul Robinson is he's going to uh, he's gonna show up no matter what. And Malik, when he did show up at the ballroom, He's put on a bit of size. That's a man who's been working hard in the oh, gym. Yeah. And he, um, you know, he looked like he's ready to go. So this is going to be really interesting because Boisterous Behaviour are up there with the best tag teams on the planet at the moment. Doris and Leon Slater excelling in singles matches, work perfectly as a tag team. You know, it's literally two of the two of the best. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, I, I think the it's going to come down to whether Malik and... Uh, Robbo can coincide, you know, can coexist as a tag team. And, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see. And, you know, what's going to happen in the ballroom, I don't know, but uh, it's going to be interesting. I can guarantee that, Jonas. Oh, yeah, 100%. And what about this one here? Speaking of interesting, you got the GCW Championship on the line. Uh, defending champion Blake Christian, uh, taking on Charles Crowley. We spoke a bit about Charles Crowley and uh, what a fantastic match he had with Axel in Sheffield. Um, but this is another opportunity for Charles Crowley to shine. Um, and uh, 
maybe first time him actually gaining some championship gold inside of a progress ring. And it, you can't get much bigger than the GCW championship, Mike. But uh, Blake Christian, one of the very best independent workers in the world, certainly North America. Um, and uh, both of these two are going to have a lot to prove on Sunday. You, you know what? Anything can happen in this one. Blake Christian, the all-heart Blake Christian from uh, Jackson, Tennessee. He is an absolutely amazing wrestler. He's been on AEW this year. He's been on absolute tear through GCW all over the States, through the UK. Uh, you know, every match he has is a, is a certified banger. And, uh, and you know what I've seen from him as the champion? He will do anything to keep that title belt. And he is um, he's, he can be vicious, but he has the skills to back it up as well. He is an absolutely exquisite wrestler. And I'm excited for this one because, you know, Charles Crowley and Blake Christian are just two, two you know, they're up there right at the very top oh, of the independent wrestling scene. And um, it, this is an exciting one. You know what? I, I could see Charles Crowley winning the GCW World Championship wow. in the electric wow. ballroom. And if that did happen, you know, that's just mind blowing. But as well, you know, as I said, Blake will do anything, anything to keep hold of that GCW World Championship. But it's amazing that it's being defended in the ballroom on a progress show. And, uh, you know, an absolute honour to have the guys from GCW in the UK. They were amazing up in Liverpool. And, uh, you know, Blake Christian, absolutely certain, will deliver in the ballroom. And uh, he's going to have to against that trickster, Charles Crowley. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I hope that uh, Blake Christian has done his research on Charles Crowley. But uh, Crowley is so unpredictable. But uh, if ever Crowley needs to be focused and have his game face on, it's going to be Sunday in the ballroom because this is a big deal. This is an opportunity for him to not just win a championship, but one of the most prestigious independent wrestling championships in the world, GCW no less. Um, and just think he could represent the UK, he could represent progress over in America with that GCW championship. So if there's ever an opportunity for Crowley to prove himself, it's going to be this Sunday in the ballroom. And uh, if you want to be there to see if, what goes down and if he can do it, you've got to get your tickets. Progresswrestling.com forward slash tickets is where you need to be heading right now. And uh, also to see this gentleman here, QT Marshall will be defending his uh, AAA Latin America championship. Uh, we don't know, as far as I'm aware, who he'll be defending it against bit of an open challenge of sorts mike have you got any insight um who will qt marshall be defending it against of course we saw qt over all in weekend in the ballroom um an astonishing surprise to see him uh, during that progress show a few weekends ago and we're going to see him again this coming sunday in the ballroom that's it yeah had an impromptu match against chuck mambo there and it was an amazing encounter and i was Super impressed with QT Marshall. Sure. Obviously, spoke to QT when I was in LA earlier in the year, and uh, you know he's a, you know such a such a character, and uh, you know so much knows so much about professional wrestling. Obviously, works at the uh, the training school, the Nightmare Training School over in the states, and um, yeah, I think uh, I look, look forward to whoever he faces is in for a tough a tough fight, and uh, you know he's not going to want to relinquish that. Uh, you know, Triple Eight Latin Championship on uh, on foreign soil. That's for sure. So uh, yeah, that's going to be amazing, and uh, it's going to be brilliant to see QT Marshall back in the ballroom. Uh, you know, absolutely impressive wrestler, and uh, you know, excited for that one. 
There you go, progresswrestling.com forward slash tickets, Mike. That's where you need to be to see all of that and see QT Marshall and uh, another prestigious championship being defended on home soil. Very, very exciting, especially if you're a Progress fan and uh, if you're in the area, get your tickets today. It's worth that trip for sure. And what about this one here? The Smoking Aces will be defending their Progress Wrestling Tag Team Championships, uh, which they won over Strong Style Weekend, of course, against that damn dirty dog, G-Money and Conor Miller. Mills. And uh, we last saw Connor Mills over Strong Style Weekend um, throughout the weekend. And of course, on day three against Spike Trevay, uh, two very, very impressive UK talents in Gene and Connor Mills. I'm not entirely sure if they've tagged before, uh, but I think they'll be quite an interesting combination and hopefully uh, a formidable force against the two-time Progress Tag Team Champions, the Aces. Well, I can fill you in a little bit more information on this, John, actually, cool. because I was involved in the uh, Hooked on Wrestling show over the All-In weekend. Um, and basically, there was a tag team tombola where um, basically 16 wrestlers were put into a hat, uh, rummaged about, and then paired up with tag teams. And they could be with anybody. So tag teams were split up. Tag teams were with their partners. And different people were in different tag teams with, with different people right the way through the whole show. And uh, as you got to each round, the tombola got redrawn. So Gene and Connor Mills ended up being in the main events as a tag team after progressing with different tag team partners throughout the show and ended up facing Alexis Falcon and Charles Crowley in the main event. Um, wow. and, and Mills and Money managed to pick up the victory via, via um, various means. And I think it was uh, more Alexis Falcon and Crowley distracting each other with uh, with whatever it was they were up to, there <coughs> was going on there. But um, <laughs> it's continued into TNT wrestling as well recently, and they you know they just they distract each other too much from from the wrestling, and that's how uh, Gene and and Connor managed to work together as a tag team and pick up that big win and win the tag team tournament there. And the prize for winning that tournament was to allow them a match against the uh, Progress Tag Team Champions, of course. Um, the Smoking Aces. So looking forward to that one. It's a huge opportunity for, for Connor Mills coming back after he's had his matches with uh, Spike Trevay over Super yeah. Strong Style 16 weekend. And a, a massive opportunity for Gene Money to become Progress Tag Team Champion, which is uh, Gene is always after more gold. And uh, the damn dirty dog, you know, him and uh, Connor Mills, they'll, they'll make an exciting team. So uh, it's going to be uh, a, a great match. That Looking forward to it. And their Smoking Aces are going to have to be on top form to, uh, to make sure they keep their titles there. Yeah, I, I want to know if uh, Connor Mills and Gene Money have a tag team name yet. Uh, any idea on that? Did they call themselves anything in particular when they uh, teamed at Hook on, Hooked on Wrestling, Mike? No, I don't. Re I don't remember them having a team name. But I, I'm hoping by the time we get to the ballroom on Sunday, if they haven't got one, I'll make one up for them and make yeah. Simon announce it. So we'll uh, see what happens. Drop your <laughs> suggestions in the comments down below. Uh, you never know; it could be one that might be used on the day. But uh, let's talk about this one here. And uh, La Taylor had an impressive outing in Sheffield, as we spoke about just a moment ago. Renee Michelle made uh, two wonderful performances. Of course, her debut for Progress in Birmingham, and then again the following day in uh, Sheffield. Uh, but here she is making her electric ballroom debut against L.A. Taylor, um, who will be accompanied, as always, by Sky and the Pro Progress Women's World Champion, Ella Lana Austin, my apologies. Uh, so once again, you could say that the odds might be stacked against Rene Michel, um, but two outstanding uh, workers on the uh, on the UK scene, on the independent scene around the world. Rene Michel looking to make her 
progress debut in the electric ballroom. Uh, another really fun match to look forward to. But she needs, she's going to need to have eyes in the back of her head, Mike. That's all I'm going to say. She certainly is going to have to, Jonathan. Uh, I tell you, I'm quite intrigued how the uh, electric ballroom audience in London is going to take to Rennie Michelle. The, um, you know, when we were in Sheffield and Birmingham, the uh, the fans were very uh, receptive to her, very responsive, and uh, the, the, you know there was it was obvious that they were in the presence of of a superstar, not just Lana Austin, but of course Rennie Michelle, and uh, they treated her with respect and the, the, you know there was applause for, for you know but um, I'm intrigued you know the, the ballroom crowds are different kettle of fish and sometimes they're going to support people that they you wouldn't expect expect them to support and sometimes they're not going to support them so it's going to be interesting to see what response she gets there and what response the Lana Austin experience get because even with Lana Rokey, there seems to always be a smattering of fans who are there to support the Lana Austin experience. No, uh, surely not. Gets, I don't know what you're on about, Mike. Flying out, John, as you can <laughs> see. And uh, Lana Rokey was uh, trending on Twitter the other week. So there you have it. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, what response Rennie Michelle gets in the ballroom and how, you know, it's all going to depend on her attitude on the day and how she goes about that match against LA Taylor. So, yeah, really intrigued by that one as well. Should be uh, an exciting match. It's going oh, to be yeah, a, tough, sure. a tough fight for Rennie Michelle because L.A. Taylor is an absolute beast of a wrestler. And, uh, you know, as you said, with Sky Smith and Lana Austin there as well, the deck is is stacked again here against Rennie Michelle. So it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens. Yeah. And I'm only wearing this in case you're wondering, uh, because I'm commemorating the, the, the year anniversary of Lana Austin experience, of course, Mike. Oh, of course, I, I, of course, I, wouldn't be I wouldn't be rooting for anybody in particular. Um, but to Rennie Michelle, can't wait to see her in the electric ballroom. Uh, you've got to be there to see it. Progresswrestling.com forward slash tickets. And uh, what about this one here? This match has been brewing. It's been building for, well, since chapter 127, you could say, when Progress returned back in front of fans at the Electric Ballroom in January 2022. And uh, a long time later, we unboxing as well. I think uh, we saw an impromptu match between Tate and uh, Simon Miller. Of course, we saw what happened in Sheffield, of course, when Tate came from out of nowhere with a steel chair and absolutely battered. Um, you know, a defenseless Simon Miller from behind with a steel chair. And now uh, is this the culmination of this nearly two year long storyline feud between these two uh, bitter, bitter rivals um, and a, a match that's worth the price of admission, but a match I'm sure Simon Miller can't wait for, you know, to get underway for that bell to start for him to get his hands on Tate Miller, Tate Mayfair's. Yeah, of course. And, you know, Mayfair's and Miller, uh, as you said, there was animosity between them from the start. Sometimes you just get two people who just can't coexist and like don't like each other at all. And that's what we've got here. You know, Mayfair's isn't appreciative of the brilliant ring announcing Simon does. Um, and Simon just isn't appreciative of how Mayfair's is. He just can't get on with that person. And, um, you know, it... it it's already gone down and unboxing where Simon was dressed as the elf and then speared Tate and they had that match. Tate came out on top. And since then, they've just been niggling at each other. It's just ongoing, Jonas. And um, it needs it needs to end and it needs to be. Uh, and for, for Simon Miller, he needs to he needs to pick up a win here because he's um, been given the opportunity to wrestle on progress. Uh, he's worked hard in the gym. He's worked hard to be. To be trained to become a professional wrestler uh, this is a guy who's you know obviously a youtube personality a brilliant interviewer brilliant for the ups and downs but this 
he wants to be a professional wrestler and he wants to win matches and Tate Mayfair's is his main nemesis. He has got to, he has got to pick up a win. And after that, where Tate Mayfair's, you know, genuinely really hurt Simon Miller with attacking him with that chair, wrapping it around his neck. I'm absolutely battering him, as you said, John. As Simon Miller, I think he's still going to be feeling what Tate Mayfair's yeah. did to him two weeks ago. He's he still can't feeling be 100%. that now. He's got he's got bruises, he's got neck injuries, he's got he's got to be hurting inside still from that. And the fact that it was that cowardly attack by Tate Mayfair's and Mayfair's just gloats and laughs about it. That's uh, you know, for me. It's going to go down in the ballroom this week. Chapter 157, Simon Miller's going to be hungry like a wolf to rip Tate Mayfair's head off. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, Tate is not as stupid as he looks, Mike. And uh, that was obviously a premeditated attack so that when we got to Chapter 157 back in the ballroom, he knew that Simon Miller would not be at 100%. Will he be at 90%? Like you say, he's still suffering. The, 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 the bruises will still be there. Possibly the mental scars might still be there from that vicious attack. We will have to see, and you will have to be there. Progresswrestling.com slash tickets. He's calculated. He's calculated. You know, Tate Mayfair's knows oh, yeah. exactly what he's doing. He's an intelligent man. You, you say he, he looks stupid or whatever, but he's dressed, you know, exquisitely to every, everything he turns up to. Brand new ring gear every show, plush velvet trousers, pressed suits when he gets out the ring. He, he is the nature boy of British wrestling at the moment, Tate Mayfair's. And um, a, a lot more people are being converted. A lot more people now, when I go to shows, there's Tateness, is Greatness signs there. There's, there's Mayfair's signs. Honestly, Jonas, more and more people are, are tuning in to see Tate Mayfair's. And, um, and you know, he's, he's going places. He is, um, you know, he's just picked up the TNT World Championship up in Liverpool. This is a, a wrestler who people are watching all over the world. And, uh, you know, Simon Miller, if he wants to be taken seriously, he needs to He needs to come back. If he's 90%, he needs to get to 100% this week. He needs to be hitting the gym. He needs to be on them protein shakes and he needs to be on the ups and downs because this week he's going to have to have that feeling in his tum-tum and that feeling's going to have to be hungry like a wolf to kick the living hell out of Tate Mayfair because he's going to be in, in a fight and, you know, Simon, I think, has got to got to go for the win here against Tate wow. Mayfair. Wow. I can't wait for that one. I really can't wait for that one. And uh, this is another match that I cannot wait for. Uh, this has been building since Super Strong Style, since Kid Lycos won Super Strong Style this year. Um, and uh, he's been gunning for Spike Trevay. Uh, we, we, we saw him go up against Bullet in the last ballroom show. And uh, the awesome outings from Kid Lycos, both in Birmingham and Sheffield, and getting the win over, getting the pin, my apologies, over Spike in that six-man uh, to cap off the Sheffield leg of the tour. Um, but this is it for the Progress World Championship. Spike Gervais, the Sovereign Lord, um, he's been a champion for well over a year now. Kid Lycos has been chomping at the bit, um, a firm favourite of the Progress faithful. Spike Gervais, the most hated wrestler in all of Europe, um, this is going to be a tremendous main event, um, but this is going to be a violent main event. Spike Trevay is not going to give up his championship that easily. We know that he's got uh, Dominatus Rectum, Uranium, uh, kind of in his corner, Mike. Um, you know, Kid Lycos 2, I'm sure, will be there. He's still got a score to settle with with, uh, with Bullet, of course, the one-man armory. Um, but this is going to be chaos 
Um, but at the end of it, are we going to see a new Progress World Champion? Well, Jonas, this is the most important match in Kid Lycos's career, quite simply. He is, this is somebody I worked with, let me think, 20, 2016 at Wrestle Island, Kid Lycos was there. That was the first time I met him. And since then, he has worked every single day, going to the gym, you know, worked so hard. He's had time out with, with injuries. He's rehabbed his injuries and he's built himself up to this point where he is the best he has ever been in his career. He has, you know, won tag team championships alongside with CCK, Chris Brooks. He's, you know, he's Schadenfreude, all, all the times he was doing that. Everything that he has built up to comes down to this moment. He's won Super Strong Style 16 this year. Yeah. An amazing outing. As we mentioned, reminiscent of Bret the Hitman Hart at King of the Ring 93 when he took on three completely different opponents and beat them in completely different ways. That is what Kid Lycos did at Super Strong Style 16. If you've not watched it, this is your chance. Go back and watch it this week on Progress Demand Plus before we come to this show because... This is the big one. This means absolutely everything to Kid Like Us. And quite simply, he has to. He has to win. But the question I'm going to ask you, John, is do you Go think on. he's made a mistake? He could have had this championship match last month. Has he made a mistake? Because what I see is every time Spike Trevay appears, he is just growing in power. He is like a dark lord, like a Sith lord in Star Wars, John. He is like an omnipotent bad guy. And every time I see him, it's like he's grown in power. The the longer he reigns as the progress champion, it's like he draws power from the championship. Being the champion feeds the Dark Lord. He is the Voldemort of professional wrestling. And, you know, I just I just don't know how mm. Kid Lycos is going to wrestle that championship away from him. No matter how good he is, even Lycos at his absolute best just... Spike Trevay has gone to another level. Shall I tell you what, Mike? I think timing is everything when it comes to this. And uh, I think Kid Lycos has timed it absolutely perfectly. And yes, he had his opportunity at the last ballroom show. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, but, but of course, I think uh, what I've seen with my own eyes is that the longer it's gone, I think Spike Trevay's got not more powerful. I think, I think he's got more desperate to hold on to that championship, more desperate, try more desperate means to hold on to that championship. Of course, Kid Lycos got that very, very important pin over Spike. Um, to main event that, that six man is Sheffield he got the pin over the champion over the world champion so timing is everything and I think now with Spike having suffered that pinfall and uh, seemingly certainly in my eyes coming across more and more desperate every time we see him in a progress ring um, I think Kid Lycos has got him a little bit rattled and I think that this is perfect timing for Kid Lycos to take it one step further reach the, the summit and to become the progress world champion. I think timing is everything. And I think this Sunday could be Kid Lycos's time. John, as are you saying that Smeagol Trevay is desperate to hold on to his precious 100%, on Sunday? thousand percent. That's what it's all about. It's all about that, uh, that precious gold of his. He's getting more and more desperate. Um, and uh, like I say, Smoking Aces have to defend their championship. Um, Spike Gervais has to defend his championship by the end of chapter 157 this coming Sunday. Dominatus Ranium might not have any gold. You're right there, Jonas. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what happens on Sunday. Make sure you are there. Get your tickets now online and join us. It's going to be absolutely insane. Chapter 157, Hungry Like the Wolf, this Sunday, the 24th of September in the Electric Ballroom, Camden. 
The Mad Dogs are going to be there. Jonas is going to be there. Make sure you're there to see all this amazing wrestling talent. It's going to be one of the best wrestling shows of the year. And it could be the greatest moment in Kid Like Us's career. Absolutely. I'm double hyped. I'm super hyped. Uh, we got two very, very quick shows in the future to look forward to. And of course, it was announced at the last ballroom show that Eddie Kingston, the Mad King, will be joining us for Chapter 158 in the Electric Ballroom, Camden, London, October the 22nd uh, for the long Halloween. Eddie Kingston, and it was announced in Birmingham that his opponent will be the former Progress Atlas champion, Luke Jacobs. What a bruising encounter that's going to be. Um, I'm sure that's probably a bit of a dream match for Luke Jacobs, but I don't think Eddie Kingston has quite encountered anybody uh, quite like Luke Jacobs. That's, that's going to be a really fun match. Both of them are going to really throw hammer and tong everything they have, including the kitchen sink at one another in that match in October, Mike. And then, of course, the following month, Chapter 159, Progress are back in Manchester, the O2 Ritz, Sunday the 12th of November, uh, Wonder Brawl, and, of course, one match that's already been announced, Charles Crowley will be taking on the former Aidan English. Uh, it will be a uh, once-in-a-lifetime encounter, um, and who knows, uh, Charles Crowley could be the GCW champion um, at that show in Manchester, November the 12th, uh, but that and the Mad King versus Luke Jacobs, uh, October the 22nd. Two great shows, two big matches to look forward to. Of course, tickets are available for those two shows, progresswrestling.com forward slash tickets. Get your tickets today for those two shows. Get your tickets today for Hungry Like the Wolf. Mike, it's exciting times uh, to be a Progress Wrestling fan. It really is. And, you know, we're so excited to bring these shows to you and just hope as many people as possible can join us in the ballroom and later on in the year, of course, Manchester, November the 12th and October 22nd, back in the ballroom. Looking forward to it. That Eddie Kingston versus Luke Jacobs match is going to be amazing because those two guys so heavily influenced by sort of Japanese wrestling, strong style wrestling, that's going to be Huge amounts of respect in that matchup. And, um, you know, Eddie Kingston better have done his research about Luke Jacobs because that is going to be an amazing matchup. And, of course, the match in Manchester is going to be the most dramatic wrestling match in pro wrestling history at Wonder Brawl. And after all, you're my Wonder Brawl. Yes. Charles Crowley versus the former Aidan English over here on UK soil in Manchester, the O2 Ritz. Uh, but Mike, it's been awesome uh, chatting to you for the last hour, um, but looking forward to catching up in person in the Camden Electric Ballroom this coming Sunday, and uh, you need to be there as well. So if you're watching this and if you're on the fence, we've just gone through eight, possibly nine matches, because of course, uh, QT Marshall will be defending his uh, AAA Latin Championship. Um, so nine tremendous matches is going to be taking place this coming Sunday, September the 24th from the Electric Ballroom. Get your tickets today, progresswrestling.com forward slash tickets is where you need to be. Uh, Mike, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a, a great end to 2023 with the awesome show back in the ballroom in October. And then, of course, Manchester in November and then through to the end of 2023. Uh, unboxing to look forward to and so much more. But uh, we will see you on Sunday, my friend. Looking forward to it and look forward to seeing everybody there. Have a great week and we'll see you on Sunday. Dark in the city, night is a Steam in I know I'm an underdog, I've been that the whole time. I feel like I have the respect of the crowd, but they like me, they want me to succeed, but they know 
realism and they know what could happen. This next match will be a mismatch of, of David and Goliath proportions. Hands on his feet. Oh, Brain Buster! Brain Buster! Into the pin one! Lycos did it! Lycos did it! Quarterfinals underway. They like you, they get behind you. There's no other feeling like it. Shoves him off with a stung, and here we go. Serotonin Bay took a trip. Two, three, Lycos with a, with a three. Now getting behind this young man, and you can understand why. No, come on, not again. The old dog has some tricks up his sleeve. Will it be enough? Lycos clutch, one, two, three. Kid Lycos makes it through to the final. I spent 26 months retired, not knowing if I was going to wrestle again. Since then, I've come back. I wanted to be a success here, but I've never been the guy. You guys have made this happen. People wanted me to succeed here, and that does more than anything else. Brain What is Lycos doing up here? Lycos, AG's revenge! One, two, three! Lycos wins the So I am now your Progress Wrestling Super Strong Style 16 winner. And very soon, Spike Trevay can kiss goodbye to his fucking belt, because this is my time, my moment! We are Lycos shit! I am Kid Lycos! Let the new horror fucking begin! Let the new horror begin. Oh, my sweet little puppy. You don't know what horror is. And I might have to take your little clone out for a walk. Lycos 2 is just gonna keep on coming at you. The Vulture takes a bite! Oh! Ascot locked in! Lycos 2's out, Lycos 2 is out. Spike thinks Lycos might not even make it to the 24th if Bullock gets his way tonight. Oh, wait, 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 wait! The Aces! He was climbing up, probably 3G's revenge. Put him up on the ropes, do oh, wait, it! Here comes Lycos 2! And just like that! Making Lycos watch! Lycos so close to ruining the homecoming of Driller Maloney. Again, the move that won him super strong style. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What was Spike Chavay? Spike Chavay's in the ring. Oh. Come on. Oh! oh! Missile drop kick from Lycos 2, and it seems like this match is under. You've got him beat. For God's sake, just leave the kid alone. Oh! oh come on! Kid Lycos out here to confront Spike. Driller Maloney out here. Spear to Spike. Kid Lycos too. No, brother, you can rest tomorrow. I have a Tory killing mission to go on. In touch with the ground. I'm on the... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Kid Lycos too. Lycos too coming out. Oh, dealing with Bullet. Making his presence felt after I'm yesterday's beating. Lycos clutch, one, two, three. Lycos just got a pin. Lycos just got a pin. You stand there, clutching at that progress championship. Me and my mates, we see through that. We see the insecure, scared man who knows without that championship, he's nothing. Now I know that every single one of you would like to see Kid Lycos take 
this off me. However, I cannot afford to let that happen. We see someone clinging to that title for relevancy, and that's why September 24th, I am taking that fucking championship from you. Before you stands a real champion. Whereas back there behind the curtain stands a boy wearing a dog mask.